previously on The Drive with Lance. This is Christian Heath on Algoa FM. The song is called Because of You. Up ahead, Passenger, with What You're Waiting For. It's exactly half past three on the Gardnery Drive and uh, not long to wait. We've got her on the line as we speak, as promised. And that is author and artist who lives and works from out of Durban. I should add, I think, words like adventurist and a couple of other descriptors uh, from what I've come to know. But uh, Shublan Khan on the line live on the Gardnery Drive. It sometimes seems a little trite or disingenuous simply to say Happy Women's Day, but Happy Women's Day. And thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me, Lance. Uh, really good to have you on the line, and I'm quite intrigued. But before we get to uh, your second book that was released just a couple of months ago, uh, besides chatting to us this afternoon, if I may ask, how have you chosen to spend your Women's Day? How's it been for you so far? <laughs> um, I've just been having a normal, uh, a normal Monday, to be honest. I've been writing and just working on my novel. You've you've had a life that's been anything but normal, though, and uh, <laughs> some of it uh, appears in in your book. And let's talk about that right now. Your first book was a novel called uh, Onion Tears. It was shortlisted for a number of awards, and then you followed it up with this one. Just a couple of months ago, it was released, and uh, I love the title. Let's start with that: How I Accidentally Became a Global Stock Photo and Other Strange and Wonderful Stories. I love that title because it just makes me want to turn pages. Yeah, I mean, we came up with that title because that's exactly what we thought. We thought somebody would pick it up. And it is the more interesting story in the book. Um, I mean, there's a lot of interesting stories and strange stories. But um, this was a story about how I'd found my face in adverts around the world. So McDonald's adverts in China and Singapore and trekking, hiking treks in Cambodia. And um, it's the story of how I discovered this and um, how it still continues until now. I, I just recently discovered in Mumbai that I'm on some highways. Um, wow. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> on, 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 are, you, are we talking billboards? Yeah, on big billboards. <laughs> um, this was just a, like last week somebody sent me these yeah. photos of me over billboards and highway for some, I think some traffic uh, company that, I don't know, there's some strange company, but yeah, I'm smiling across <laughs> across these highways. So that's, that's um, I'll tell you the story of how that happened. <laughs> that, that's absolutely mind-blowing. You're going to have to read the book to find out more. Uh, now, this is your second okay. book. It, it has been described as, as part memoir, part travelogue and part love letter. Your first book was a novel. Why uh, did you decide to write a, a, a memoir rather than another novel? You know, I honestly thought I'd write a memoir like later on in life about my experiences. I didn't expect to do it now. And I just thought I was working on my second novel for the last eight years. Um, and I didn't expect to be writing this book, but I was sharing all these really funny stories on Twitter about um, how I accidentally became a global stock photo, how I became a bride on a rooftop in Shanghai. Yeah. And um, people were enjoying these stories. And at that point, Pan Macmillan in South Africa approached me and asked me, don't you want to put these stories into a, into a collection of a book? And um, that's really where the idea came from. And we signed a contract and I had to write the stories down. <laughs> and it was, I always say this book was an unexpected delight because I didn't expect to be doing it. And I didn't expect to, to write a fairly, I would say, funny book. I thought I was a serious writer. Yeah. And so uh, I didn't plan it at all. It just happened somehow wonderfully. And, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, I'm so happy I did it because it made me look back at moments in my life with retrospect. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, but it was it wasn't anything planned at all. So just evolved along the way. But I think that you've crammed so many adventures and experiences into your relatively short life that it's just as well you got a memoir out there now, because if you'd waited any longer, I don't think we'd have the pages. <laughs> we would have lost yeah, and some you know, forests. The, the <laughs> pandemic happened, so yeah. nothing was happening anyway. So <laughs> we'll, get the book out. We'll, we'll chat around that in a second. But you, you speak, uh, and now we're getting to the, the, the fact that it's Women's Day today. You do touch on uh, issues, especially um, surrounding the expectations that uh, women face in society. And I think you, uh, from what I can tell, you kind of fly in the face of those expectations. But um, they will always be there. And as they say, sometimes the more things change, the more they stay the same. But what is your thinking around that, the expectations that uh, inevitably are still there? Yeah, I mean, I do talk in the book a lot about how, um, you know, I was expected, especially coming from an Indian community, I was expected to be married by young, have children by young. And um, and at one stage, I did want that for a long time, but I also felt like that was not the only point to my life. Um, surely there must be more, you know, as a, as a child, I was reading a lot. So I was reading about other countries and I was reading about adventures. And I, I think it really instilled in me that sense of, of, life was so much more wider than what I was seeing it in, 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 in my life uh, as a child. And so I thought, oh, no, I want to travel. I want to do things. And I kept being told, this, uh, you know, you're a girl. You're not allowed to travel by yourself. Yeah. And this continued for a, for a very long time. And it was, it was a very frustrating period in my life. Um, but I think I just kept on trying. And that's what I talk about in the book. It's like I just kept, mm. like, knocking at doors and knocking at doors and even if doors were closed and I was told you weren't allowed to do this, you weren't, you're not allowed to do that. Um, I just kept trying and I'm not saying it was easy. It was definitely difficult. And um, I still, I mean, I think all women, there's still challenges all the time. Hmm. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with believing in yourself. I know that sounds so cliche, but um, I really did think there was more to life. And I could have really resigned myself to the fact like, oh my God, you're over 30, you're not married, you don't have kids, um, you don't have a proper job and like life is terrible, you know. And uh, I really think, I mean, a lot of it came from support. Like I do feel like uh, I took the optimism from my father and um, I had sisters who supported me. And so I really, I did have a good structure around me um, who kept me afloat and um, uh, you know, I think I, a lot of the time I say it was because I was reading books from a young age that instilled in me this sense of magic and awe for the world. So even though I faced sort of these kind of um, challenges, I still kept trying. And so even though I wasn't allowed to tra- travel by myself, I went to Kashmir to teach in a school in the Himalayas when I was like 27. Yeah. But my father and I came to a compromise where he would leave me at the bottom of the mountain and come and get me from the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> you know, and so I just kept, trying and trying and even when I wasn't allowed to go to the US I'd apply secretly for my visa and I would um, fight with him about this and so um, definitely there are challenges but um, I also just like tried to pursue my dreams yeah yeah made it happen. Now, obviously, traveling has uh, been a huge part of your life, and I think we uh, both share the opinion that uh, there's just no education like uh, traveling, no substitute for that kind of exposure to different people and ideas and experiences outside of our frame of reference. How has traveling the world uh, sort of changed the way that you see the world? Um, I think 
it showed me that there's so much of possibility. You know, when I um, did a residency in Shanghai, in China, where I lived with residents from around the world, so, you know, documentary makers from Belgium and artists from China and mm. poets from, you know, all over the world. And it opened up my world in, in such an incredible way because I've lived in Durban my whole life. I come from a small community. I've stayed in the same house my whole life. Um, and I'm surrounded quite often by people who who don't think beyond the, the city, you know. Yeah. And um, it really just made me think that we are capable of anything and that the possibilities are endless. And I think that's so important, especially for a woman to know that, for a young woman to know that, because you're often told your life has to be one way and you resign yourself to that. Yeah. And I really think when you travel, you're exposed to so many different cultures and so many different types of people, um, and you realize what you are capable of. You know, I, I talk about a scene in, a, in the book about when I went to New York alone for the first time. And um, I went for a Broadway play and I didn't expect much of it. But in that moment when there was music playing and there was a scene going on on the stage, I thought, you know, the world is so much bigger than I ever thought it could be. Yeah. And I just think that's so important for, for girls, especially to to know. Yeah. Yeah. This past year and a half with the travel restrictions uh, obviously must have been a frustrating time for you. Did it? Uh, did they play havoc with any plans you already had in place? <laughs> no. It was a, this, this, because I, I think people think, oh, yeah, you love traveling. I Actually, it was really good for me because I wrote the book. Yeah. I took the one year off last year to finish the book, and then it was published this year. So for me, it worked out perfectly because I... I like being indoors. I like being at home. The book is about travel, but it's not. I'm not traveling all the time. I'm just, trips are probably like once or twice a year. Yeah. For a week or two, you know, maybe three weeks. But at the, for the most part, I'm a home person. I like being at home. I'm a bit introverted. So for me, um, it was perfect because it gave me the, the you know, I mean, it's a, ter- it's a terrible situation. But for me, personally, I just could stay at home. I didn't like going out and I could work on this book. Yeah. And um, uh, for me, that, yeah, that, that just worked out fine. And I like being at home. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. For, for, from an introvert in Durban to, to billboards in Mumbai, <laughs> it, it, but that, but it's wonderful. Exactly like you said, about. The, yeah. the humor of the book is that I'm so scared to go anywhere, but I end up doing these things. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I thought of you, actually, um, when I was on social media a little earlier today, I came across a word called trypophobia. Which is, uh, I don't know if it's a real word, but uh, it, it says now the, the fear of not having any travel trips currently booked. So you're not a trypophobiac just yet. No, no. I'm looking forward <laughs> to traveling. I was, I was fine with staying at home. With yeah. Parents, so it was fine. Well, hopefully it's going to open up a whole lot more in, in times to come. Any particular destinations uh, still on your bucket list? Oh, so many, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like being at home, but so many on my list. Um, I, I'm really fascinated by the Far East now. I've, I've been there, but um, I've never been to Japan. And um, I want to go to Singapore. And yeah. I just really want to like backpack through those places. I think they have so much to offer, uh, you know. And it, for a South African, it's just worth our money. Like I think I've never been to Europe properly, mm-hmm. but I just feel like it's so expensive. I wouldn't be enjoying it anyway. Like a lot of my joy comes from being able to just. Um, relax in a place, which I just feel like I wouldn't be able to do in Europe. And that. So, yeah, uh, Japan and Iceland and um, Ladakh, which is near um, uh, Kashmir, I really um, also wanted to always go there. 
There must have been incidents or experiences along the way. It's not all sunshine and roses where you uh, must have found yourself in a situation and, and thought to yourself, I, I could be at home curled under the duvet reading a good book. Why, why am I doing this? <laughs> you ever find yourself definitely. in a situation or, or, or incidents definitely, that you can definitely. think back on? Yeah, I write I write about that in the book okay. as well, and especially because I'm I'm single. I'm tra- I, I talk a lot about being single and traveling alone. Yeah, and there's great perks to it, but there's also cons. When you're traveling and you're sick and you have no one with you, it's terrifying. Yeah, you don't know the language. You know, in China, I was so scared of being sick. In um, South Korea as well, mm. I didn't know if, like if I if I fall unconscious, who is going to help me? If I can't wake up in the morning in my bedroom, like. What happens, you know, I always, and I'm, I'm a person who likes to plan a lot. So I like to have a backup plan in case I fall sick. What happens is there emergency numbers. Does anyone know, um, you know, and so there's a lot of that, you know, being sick is a big one. And also just traveling alone as a woman is a big thing. Yeah. You can't move around easily. You have to think about when you're going back to your hotel room. Am I taking, you know, in India, like I'm not going to take a tuk-tuk. I'm going to take a mm-hmm. cab and then it's got to be a black cab and you've got to you you enjoy your freedom but you also have to be so conscious all the time because you know it doesn't matter what you're wearing i've been to saudi arabia where i've been covered up completely and i've been to new york where i could wear what i want but you're still going to get weird glares and all women know about this yeah. you know these 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 looks that make you feel unsafe mm-hmm. so um no it's not all flowers and roses it's really um it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> also, especially being a single woman traveling, I will say that it's it, there's wonderful sides to it, but there's also scary sides to it. Certainly, risk and reward, hey. Mm. Now, yeah. you you believe as many do, and uh, I, I'm really a huge proponent of it as well. And uh, it, it it does my heart good to know that uh, my kids are, are readers. You believe that reading is a, a superpower. W- what books do you recommend most often? Oh, my, my reading list depends on what I'm writing. So I'm currently working on a, on a mad realism novel in a haunted house set in Durban. And so I'm reading very scary stuff now, and I don't like recommending it to anyone because I just don't think this is the time for anyone to be reading scary stuff. They should be reading lighthearted, happy stuff to keep uh-huh. them in a good mood. <laughs> um, and last year when I was working on the memoir, I was reading just memoir, and I read like more than 70 memoirs just trying to get to learn the voice of my, my own book. And so, um, unfortunately, I'm never, at, in, currently in the last few years, I'm never reading stuff that I'm just reading for enjoyment. I'm reading more than anything to inform what I'm writing. Um, but yeah, I like science fiction. If that, recently, I've discovered, I realized I like science fiction a lot. Okay. Um, I read this book called Station Eleven, which was set in the future mm-hmm. after a pandemic, and the world is restarting, and uh, I just loved it. It was so haunting, but it was good. I like that. How I Accidentally Became a Global Stock Photo and Other Strange and Wonderful Stories uh, by Shubnam Khan, who is on the line on the Garden Route Drive. We have a copy to give away, and I'll tell you how in just a short while. Shubnam, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us, even as a, a male and one that's uh, kicking at middle age. You're an absolute inspiration, and I look forward to reading of your further adventures. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. I, I need to end off on the obvious note and just say uh, from your side a short message to the the ladies in our broadcast area today on Women's Day. Yeah, I mean, I would just say that um, go go follow what you need to follow and um, learn to be soft with yourself. Like that's something I really stress in the book is 
learn to be soft with yourself, forgive yourself and don't be too hard. That was the turning moment in my life when I learned how to be soft with myself. I think that's a perfect note to end on. Thanks so much once again and uh, all the very best. And once again, happy Women's Day to you. Thank you. Have a great day. Cheers. Algoa FM.